Welcome to the F1 Stop Show. I'm your host, Sam Oni, and with me is Wes Spearman. It's good to be back after a very, very, very long time. Wes, how are you d- today, this evening? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty tired. Yeah, it is, it is good to be back, isn't it? Another season of, of Formula One on, on the horizon. I think testing is uh, in just over a week's time in Bahrain. Um, about half the, half the grid has released their cars already. Um, yeah, it's been a long time since we've done one of these, but we we've got a lot to talk about, haven't we? A lot. Now, um, between Max between Max Verstappen's uh, title win in December twenty twenty three, and up till now, we've had um, we've had more outgoings and scandals rather than incomings of new drivers. So obviously, the whole grid. No one, no, no new drivers in the whole grid. Everyone stayed the same. And, uh, well, one of the biggest news was um, that Gunter Steiner of Haas is no more with the American team. He left after 10 years. Um, how did you feel when you heard about that? Um, shocked, I suppose. I wasn't expecting that to happen because obviously Steiner's been uh, leading Haas since they came into F1 in 2016. Um, he can be a bit hot-headed um, at times, <laughs> to put it lightly, I suppose. Um, but you get a sense that, that he really cares for that team. Um, mm. He's put a lot of, of effort and energy into trying to make Haas successful. And yeah, a lot of the times it hasn't quite gone his way. And controversies here and there with Rich Energy and uh, Mazepin, um, those two being <laughs> to be sort of prominent. Uh, moments in in Haas's uh, short-lived F1 career so far, um, yeah, you still get the sense that he he really wanted to commit to making Haas um, a strong contender uh, in Formula One, and yeah, unfortunately that that hasn't happened. Um, so here they got Io Komatsu, um, I think is his name. Um, yeah, who I did who I did see actually on um, WTF One, they they shared a post saying that basically. I thinks that Haas are still going to be still going to be bottom of the pack, uh, which isn't um, the most motivational words from from your team principal, but I suppose it, in one way it is realistic. They aren't they aren't going to be challenging for that midfield, I suppose. But yeah, just shocked that that Steiner has left, and in a way, so he hasn't got many results in the last few years. But part of that is down to money, um, or a lot of that is down to money. They don't have the the money that other midfield teams do. But yeah, we'll just have to see see how Ayokomatsu gets on um, the Haas. Hopefully, yeah, they they can uh, he can take Haas off the uh, the bottom of the constructor uh, constructor standings. Indeed. Um. So yeah, Haas will be very different without Gunter Steiner. You know, on the pit bull during race weekends, and uh, well, it, it remains to be seen whether they can you know keep keep uh, Williams. You know. In their in their sights because it looks like the British team is the one closest to them. Maybe Alfa Romeo as well. So speaking of Haas, they were theoretically, I would say, the first car to launch. And um, well, they launched well beginning of February, if you like. And well, looking at the car, what would you make of it? And how different, or well, how? non-different is the car. Yeah, I'd say it's very similar to, to Haas's of previous years, isn't it? Um, perhaps a bit more black, um, a bit more of that exposed carbon fibre. But overall, I'd say it looks pretty good. I mean, it's that's sort of what you see a Haas card looking like. It doesn't look that much different to last year's. It doesn't look that much different to when they first came into F1, what, eight years ago now. And yeah, there's aren't, unfortunately aren't many sponsors on there from, from a Haas perspective. In a way, it, it makes the car look pretty clean. It doesn't make it look sort of clustered like McLaren has been in the last few years with sponsors here, there and everywhere. Um, yeah. But overall, I, I quite like it. It's clean. It's simple. Overall, I, I think it's a, it's a pretty good livery for us. So just one question on it then. When you're designing a car, what, what what's the main, what's the main, like, what's the main thing to consider about it? We could name three or four, but just give one one main thing that's important when designing a car car livery. I'd say the the main thing is 
trying to go with the shape of the car. Like you don't want it. You want colors in. You don't want colors to like sort of cross over. If you got two different colors, that is, you don't want them to cross over onto like too many different bits. So you got to I suppose sort of keep it, yeah, with with the flow of the car. And I think Haas have, have done that pretty well. Um, they've got sort of um, let's say pinstripes, if you like, of of the white on the on the side and sort of going along the nose down down to the front. Obviously, it is mostly black. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, they've they've done it well. They've incorporated the two free colors well. And yeah, you don't get the sense that another colour is trying to take over another colour on the car. It's is pretty prominently black, but the subtleties of the white and I don't know if you can be subtle with a red, but um they, they seem to have done it quite well. It it sticks out where it needs to stick out um on the front and rear wings of the car. And it just helps that that sort of black almost like eighty percent of the car in the middle helps it stand out a bit more. I mean, yeah, I, I like it as well. One thing I like about the car are the side pods. I really like how some side pods compared to last year, they were quite, you know, larger than usual. And I think Haas have, you know, showed it here. And I think it will be the same for other cars in other, when they are when they are doing their launches. I think it's pre- I think it's really nice, you know, the big Haas logo across the side pod and you know, the colour scheme works works very well. So, you know, it's probably better than I expected. So, yeah. How would you rate it out of 10? How would you rate? Seeing as the first car, you want you want to make a good impression, but how, how would you rate it out of 10? Yeah, so overall, perhaps a bit too much black. My liking is mostly, it is just carbon fibre. There's, there's not <laughs> that much paint on there, let's be honest. Um, I'll probably give it a seven. It is pretty good, but I think we've seen some some better ones uh, this year so far. Okay, seven out of ten. I think, yeah, I, I just think the black is a bit too much. But then again, looking at the Haas logo, it consists of white, red, black. But when when you said black is taking up what eighty eighty five percent of the whole car, it yeah and. You, you question what it what it's going to look like on the grid, especially when they're going to be starting from the back of the grid, you know. So I I think I think I might give it a six out of ten. You know, it's it's okay. It's not not the worst car, but it's it's all right. It's okay. Six out of ten. So how about you talk us through the next the next car then, William? Yes, yeah, so the next the next one. Yeah, Williams, as you say. Um sort of close to my heart, being a, an Oxfordshire team. But I suppose Haas are in a way, based in Banbury. Yeah, Williams based in Wantage and Grove in South Oxfordshire. And again, very similar to, to last year's car. Um, heavily dark blue, navy blue, um, a bit of black on the sides of the front wings. And that uh, that sponsored uh, airbox, air intake, whatever you call it, with Giracell and the battery. That, that looks fantastic. That's one of the, I think, greatest yeah. livery design aspect in the last few years, I think, personally, for me. Yeah, it, it looks pretty good under the sort of blue lights that, um, that they've got um, got it under in the pictures. I think it looks looks pretty good overall. You can see there are a few different shades of blue. You've got the white sort of, again, not quite pinstripes um, on the back of the car over the engine. Yeah, overall, just, just looks pretty good. But yeah, again, <laughs> very similar to last year. What are your thoughts? I mean... I I love the I just love the shade of blue like the whole the backdrop even even like sorry what's the, do you know what the lighting is called underneath the car you know oh, you know how, you know you know what I can't remember I know what you're on it, about is it yeah underglow it might be I think yeah underglow like you know <laughs> if, it, if it's the, not we're calling it that now <laughs> yeah okay let's call it underglow then um I I love it very much it fits. If it's the car, you know, if it's the car color, the whole scheme, um, comparing it to last year, I think one major difference is probably, you know, the different shades of blue. Because if you looked at it last year, it was rather, last year's car was almost a lighter shade of blue, maybe like, you know, sky blue. But this one's very, this one's very ocean, you know, like a, Deep, deep blue, almost, you know. But I think it's really good. I, I like it. I 
I really like it very much. I don't know what it is, but it's really good. So, um, what, what would you what would you rate out of ten for Williams Livery? I mean, well, I don't know. I'd give it. I think I might give it a seven point five, eight out of ten, eight out of ten. Um, I think what does it for me is probably the nose. So having like the the golf sponsor along the nose, and then the uh, yeah, it looks all right. Looks really, really good. You know, not too much. The colors don't, you know, clash with each other or anything like that. So eight out of ten for the Williams. What about you? Yeah, I'm. I'm probably going to go with an eight. Actually, no, seven and a half. I'm going to dock it half a point for sort of going, pretty much going out against what I said with pass and sticking to the sort of <laughs> designs of the car and the curves of the car. They have got sort of a couple different blues on one section, but I think that's fine. This it it looks pretty good. It, it stands out with the, the, those two different shades of blue and again the white and the the black and the gold. The further up the car you get into the airbox, so it it does look pretty good. So yeah, seven and a half for me. Now, the next one is Salva, formerly known as Alfa Romeo. So they changed their whole name. Um, so instead of uh, Alfa Romeo. They are now called Stake F1, Stake Six Alba F1. Who knows? It's not like Stake F1 Team Kicks Alba. It's too many sponsors. It's just Salba, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same team that was Alfa Romeo, the same team that was Salba when they had the blue, gold, and white cars, the same team that was BMW when Robert Kubica won in 2008. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same team, just different sponsors who have taken over. <laughs> the car it seems right should we have a look at the car then it's like shrek took over the team <laughs> in a way <laughs> it's very green <laughs> I, mean, I say it's very it's very green it's like the green is proper like standout neon green yeah but there's also a lot of nothing on there there's a lot of carbon fiber that you can you can see the weaves of the carbon fiber as well yeah in the, um, a lot pictures. There's not a lot of paint on that car at all, but I think, to be fair, I think the paint that is there, it stands out really, really well. I think that car is going to stand mm. out at, um, at a lot of races, um, especially the, the the night races this season, because that green is just so bright and in your face. Yeah. That, it, you know, I'm not overly fussed about <laughs> the lack of paint on the car. Uh, I am a little bit, because, I mean, yeah, carbon fiber does look good, but it does look a bit naff when you got it with that metallic green on the car but yeah <laughs> that's my two pennies what, what do you think honestly i i just think you know i see more car more i see more carbon fiber than i do see of green um one particular aspect that i like is uh how they've got the green on the um inner tires on the yeah yeah so on the inner tires inside They've got the green inside there. Um, that's that's something I really like as well. You mentioned something about it standing out on the grid, especially in night races. So like Bahrain, Singapore, it's gonna it's gonna really stand out on track. So we can't have an excuse of saying, "Oh, where is where's the Sauber car?" And um, another thing about the car, it almost looks like Envision version. Envision version racing from Formula E. Yeah, it what does. Do yeah, Look, looks looks very similar. I think that was one of the first things I said to you when I saw the livery. It looks a lot like, um, yeah, Envision Racing's Formula E car with that like a very bright green. Um, except South have got black, whereas I think Envision have got some sort of navy dark blue sort of thing going on. Yeah, I wonder if there's been a, a crossover in their design teams or something <laughs> because they do look quite similar. So. Would you give it out of 10? I think overall I do quite like it because it does stand out. And again, is it really a, a paint job if most of the job is just bare, bare metal, <laughs> you could ask? I'd say the, the paint that is there does actually look pretty good. I like the sort of almost zigzag on, on the back of the car, the sort of stripe going along the bottom of the side pod. Um, and as you say, the, the green wheels do look really cool. I'm going to give it a six and a half. I don't think I can push it to a six. I, can't, I don't think I can up it to a seven either. So six and a half for me. The paint that is there is good, but it's it's quite black. It's quite bland in a way. 
Yeah, I've got to agree with you on that one because looking at it, the only the only place, the only area of the car that's probably all green is the front wing. Because I'm looking at various different photos of the car and it's almost like just the front wing that's all green. The nose, the halo, everywhere else is all all just all just black carbon fiber. It's not it's not horrendous, don't get me wrong, but it's it's just a bit yeah. You'd want you'd want actual colour on it, you know? But I'm gonna give it a sensible sensible thing that a test, you know. Mediocre. I think anything anything lower than I think anything lower than six, even five, anything lower than five, then you're really like it's it's not great. It would just have to be a a straight up bad livery to get like lower than a five or something. And I don't think Salves is is quite that. I don't think it's great, but it's not bad. Like it will make the car stand out, but yeah. The, yeah, just the raw carbon fiber does just look a bit naff and a bit. Mm, we ran out of money. We ran out of money for the paint. And also, before we move on from Sauber, what do you make of their overalls for their drivers? That's that's a a good. I'm gonna have to look at <laughs> what they're wearing. I don't think I've actually seen this. Um, I'm just trying to find. Because um, um, I need to talk, talk us through them whilst I try um, and find I, them. I saw. Because I, I saw it on Twitter, um, you know, uh, Bottas was in, um, so Bottas was in his new threads for for this upcoming season, and they were comparing it to last year. So basically, this year he's gone like all green and black overalls, but just, you know, it's just, when I look at it and comparing it to last year's one, I'm like, oh, this doesn't look good. I don't. Oh, it it makes me want to like throw up or something. I just didn't like it. No, I've I've just seen the pictures and on the whole, I think the overalls look look okay. But it's like you said, you just you're not really sure about it because you go from a Sauber with sort of like a dark red, white, yeah, um, the Alfa Romeo brand sort of signifies sort of class in a way. Like it's a classy sort of brand, Alfa Romeo. I think. And then you go from something that is bright green. <laughs> it just doesn't. It's not quite the same sort of prestige. Um, yeah. If you like to have to go from Alfa Romeo, you got a, a sort of got a cool looking red um, with the white two colours that go together really well. And then yeah, green and black go well, but <laughs> it's, it's a it's a bloody bright green <laughs> with uh, sponsors that no one really knows what they're about. Obviously, Sauber, in, in a way, is a historic-ish team. It's been in F1 for quite a while now. I think it was Minardi at the start. I can't quite remember. Yeah, it went through BMW, back to Sauber, then I think, I think it stayed Sauber for quite a while, actually, come to think of it. Um, yeah, I had drivers like Camus Kobayashi, Sergio Perez, um, Robert Kubica got the race win in 2008, as I mentioned. And he had this sort of era of the sort of blue, white, and gold salvers around sort of 15, 16. And the Alfa Romeo came in. And here we are now with Stake, Kick, Sauber, F1, whatever, whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> and they've just gone, let's make it green. Let's make it stand out. But yeah, it's not quite the same class and prestige as the salvers have, have looked in the past. So six out of 10 for Stake, F1, green, green team. Well, at least no one will. At least there won't be any complaints about you know not being able to put a car on the grid because it's probably the most standout car on the grid so far. Next one into the French Alps. It's Alpine. Now, I'm just loading. I'm just loading the page on. on I'm just loading pictures of the car on my laptop and. Uh, it's almost, it's almost similar to last year. Yeah, I'd it's say it's last year's car. Yeah, it's again, it's very similar. It's sort of a theme with these teams that they're keeping it quite similar to 2023's cars. But I think this year's Alpine has got even less paint on it than last year's. It is 
the whole mid bit is pretty much black with the exception of uh, a few sponsor logos and of course BWT with their bright pink. Um, yeah, a lot of the car is just black, um, exposed carbon fiber. The front nose I really like. I like the, funny enough, <laughs> I quite like the black and the different shades of blue on there. Um, but yeah, just the whole mid portion of the car, the main sort of actual bulk of the car is just nothing with a few sponsor logos on it. And the back yeah. have gone from the red, white, and blue, the pink that they've had in um, the last few years to just, again, just black with, you got a, a bit of pink because of the sponsor and the white A for Alpine, but there's nothing much there to it, really, let's be honest. I mean, overall, for me, I think it's the worst of the grid so far that we've seen um, that it, have been announced. There's nothing There's nothing about the car that that's making me to describe it going into detail because as you said, it's just a lot of black and there's just little bits of, you know, pink and blue from the BWT sponsor. Not really much you can say about it. I do quite like the wheels, though. They've done the same thing that um, Sound have done. They've got blue wheels at the front, pink at the back. I do quite like that. <laughs> That's oh, the one yeah. plus point I have for the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I like that. That's very nice. So they can have they can have that. They can have that. But everything else is just, it's almost almost pretty much the same so how how would you rate it out of 10 again it is similar to last year's but as i've said it is just a bit naff a bit nothingy um so i'm going to give it a four out of ten this it's not great (laughs) i'll be honest i don't think and um i don't know i don't know why but they've they've done it again where they're gonna run they're gonna run the same car but in two different colors you know one's gonna be blue and the other's going to be pink. Whether they're going to run like two races with one car and then the rest of the blue or vice versa, I don't know. But um, yeah, out of 10, that car, 4 out of 10. 4 out of 10. I, I, I don't like it. It's, it's just, it, there's, there's no detail about it. Just black. Now, this next car is probably going to be the most I wouldn't say I wouldn't say controversial. I think controversial would have been or should have been Sauber. But this next guy is probably gonna be better than I better than I expected, more like. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing Racing Balls. It is a throwback, isn't it? Overall, really. <laughs> it's like we went back, we we got in a time machine to what, seven years ago and got to the uh, sort of Pierre Gasly, Brendan Hartley era of Toro yeah. Rosso. Um, well, that year where they had like four drivers <laughs> in two cars. Um, I think they had Gasly, Hartley, uh, Sainz, I think was one, and someone else, Albon maybe. Um, I can't quite remember now. But yeah, it's giving off those sort of era Toro Rosso vibes, if you like. you got the bright blue, you got the white. I love the, the red and the white sort of stripes and the Honda and, and Hugo logos on the side. Again, the front wing look, looks pretty cool. Most of it's that that dark blue, but you've got those shades of the white sort of running down the sides. Overall, I actually really like it. <laughs> I quite like that. It. It's yeah, it's the same team as Toro Rosso under under a different name now. Um, RB Racing Balls. Visa Cash App. Rubbish name. F1 team. Whatever you want to call it. It looks too quite good. Too many words. Too many is, words. Yeah. Too many words. Too many sponsors um i was sort of worried about this when given the new sponsorship but overall i think they've done they've done a pretty good job overall fair play to them what's your thoughts i mean yeah like name aside the actual car is pretty good um i love the i love the um bulls logo you know just just over the cockpit um you know the color the color scheme is great as you said, it's giving off uh, Toro Rosso vibes, and I really like it. You know, it's probably you know it's it's probably the best of the lot so far. I have to say, um, and it's looking at a very high rated. What do you think if you're if you see this car on on the grid? What are your thoughts? I feel like you just think that that is. So that is racing balls. It's just them in a nutshell. It obviously it has those sort of 
those throwback vibes to, to the Toro Rosso era, if you like. Yeah, it is, it is just that team in a nutshell. <laughs> really, you can't really say much more than that. You just think it's the Red Bull junior team, sister team, whatever. It's just that on a car. And I think they've done that that really well this year. So, how would you rate it out of 10? No, straight up and give it a 9 out of 10. I think it, it's really, really good. All the colours work really well. Big fan of the, the red and white stripes with the Honda logo and, and the Hugo logos. And yeah, they're the main actual title sponsor. They don't stick out too much, unlike Stake, for example. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they've incorporated those really, really well. 9 out of 10. I agree with you very much on that. Um, 9 out of 10 for the car. It just giving great Taurus vibes. I couldn't agree more with it being, giving it a rating of 9 out of 10. It was just just a great car, like probably the best of the lot so far. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, best of the lot. Um, as you say, 9 out of 10, even though those Toro Rosso vibes, I feel like we said that a lot in <laughs> the yeah. five minutes of this podcast, Toro Rosso vibes. Um, but it's the same team and yeah, the sponsors haven't taken over the car. So yeah, 9 out of 10. Pretty good effort from RB Racing Balls, Bijou Cash App Racing Balls. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> it's a handful, I know. Well, mouthful. Right then, Aston Martin, based in Silverstone, British car. They launched, they actually launched today, this morning, Monday. And um, I saw the car. And it was it was all right. It was okay, you know, green. So I didn't really expect much, other than one dif- one difference that I did see was this year's this year's green was a lot darker, if you like, than last year's. Maybe because of the lighting, I don't know, but I saw a slight difference. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. I feel like it's pretty much the same colours that we've seen since. Aston Martin became Aston Martin um, in Formula One. It is those, I think they're the Aston Martin racing colours, those two short shades of green. Um, you know, yeah, that, that darker green uh, throughout most of the car. And then the subtleties of um, almost like neon yellow, um, if you like. Yeah. That sort of, that green running along the, the bottom of the car, which is, is fantastic, um, I think. What I don't like so much about it is that, there again, the black, the raw carbon fibre is is creeping in um they've not painted sort of where the side pod meets the the airbox the engine cover um sort of like on top of the side pods it is just black carbon fiber which i don't think looks great um i mean from the side it looks great because you can't see it (laughs) when you have when you when you move the camera up slightly then you can see that that raw carbon fiber and yeah it it doesn't look fantastic the front looks pretty cool um the nose is is pretty clean with um that green as you say and, and the black on the actual like wing itself, but yeah, overall I, I feel like it's it's pretty good. I don't think it's Aston Martin's best effort in in Formula One since they came into into the fold. Um, but overall, it's it's a pretty solid delivery. I mean, it, it is Aston Martin's colours. It is their brand. But yeah, again, just a bit too much or, or or a lack of paint, if you like. Carbon fiber, as you've mentioned, it's been a thing. It's popped up quite a few times now. It just goes to show that. You know, there, there's not been enough paint on some of these cars, and uh, you know, some have some have pulled it off great, where others may have, you know, not done the best. But what can he do? Well, uh, Aston Martin, then, how did you rate it out of ten? I think I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. That might be a little bit generous, perhaps. Um, the colours on there work fantastically they're such fantastic colors it's just a shame we can't see the whole car in them because they've decided to, to not bother painting some bits um if the whole car was was that that darker green with those using <clears throat> those um lighter pinstripes um along the car like we've seen in previous years fantastic brilliant livery but again it's the it's the lack of painting it's, it's the the wanting to keep the weight down i suppose is the main factor in in all these cars throwing the carbon fiber rather than actual paint um so you you got to remember that the paint, paint a lot of paint actually weighs quite a bit, and I know the the, the paint on these cars will be sort of a special paint, low weight, whatever it is. 
and the thinnest smear of paint on the car as that they can possibly manage. But they just want to shed weight even more by not painting the cars. And unfortunately, it doesn't look that great. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that one. Uh, I think seeing the car and everything, it's don't get me wrong, it's a it's a decent car, but it's not it's not it wasn't really an when I saw it, it wasn't really an eye opener. It wasn't really a wowzer moment for me, if you like. It was just a just a normal, you know, mediocre sort of. So like I was I was gonna give it gonna give it like a generous six out of ten. You know, it's not not good, it's not bad, and it's definitely not Alpine. So yeah, six out of ten. Generous. Of of all the deliveries that we've talked about so far, is there one that, you know, coming into it you you had very high hopes for it and is there one that you know delivered better than you thought i don't know if i had sort of high hopes for any of them um i mean i like i like the williams livery i like the the blues on there yeah i just wanted aston martin to be a bit a bit more if you like um but yeah we know that that those greens are are their colors but if we just done a, a bit more with them and Again, just painting the car a bit more, stop leaving that um, that exposed carbon fibre. Yeah, the two teams that have sort of rebranded, if you like, Sauber and, and RB, I wasn't really sure what to expect. Um, and I think they've both done a, a pretty good job. Um, obviously, RB more than more than Sauber. Um, again, making it look like a Toro Rosso from six, seven years ago. It, it looks brilliant. Um, except with the white on instead of the silver again, I think makes it stand out a bit more. Sauber, I, I had no idea what to expect, really. I wasn't really <laughs> expecting a, a bright green car um, when I heard they'd rebranded. Um, I remember hearing some of the green cars are unlucky, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that pans out for them. But again, overall, first impressions of it were it stands out quite a lot. And impressions still are. It, it stands out quite a lot. But when you when you get a bit closer to it in, in those pictures on, on the Formula One website, yeah, but again, that exposed carbon fibre, the stake logos pretty much everywhere they've got like two on the rear wing on the front wing on the sides and the, and the engine cover it's everywhere and it's like is, is that your only sponsor <laughs> besides the, the kick logo on the on the on the nose so yeah they've taken over the team and again done an okay job the car will stand out and um, there's no doubt about that but yeah as a as an actual livery it's a, a bit meh um compared to like, like we said earlier compare like the class of, of an Alfa Romeo badge and livery and colours to bright green. And bright green isn't really something you you associate with like class. And I know obviously not everything has to be like classy, but for a name like Salva to go from Alfa Romeo, huge Italian car brand, a historic car brand, to go to this thing that no is like some gambling or something thing stake. I don't I'm not sure what it is. I, I don't really yeah. care what it is, I'll be honest. But it loses that prestige of, of Sauber as, as a team in a way and I think the livery shows that shows that change yeah I was I was kind of like disappointed with it because well like you said when when they said you know Sauber was going to have a rebranding I wasn't really expecting like you know something good to happen but comparing it with racing balls the way they kind of teased it they changed their whole name from it being Alpha Tari to Racing Bulls. Everyone was asking questions, oh what's what's their name gonna be? You know? And then we and then we came up with and then we came up with a Visa Cash App Racing Bulls or, or RB if you like. But I think the thing that really saved RB and the whole name thing was delivery. Bringing back that Toro Rosso type, you know, car. It really saved their name. So, yeah, we're all gonna struggle with saying their name, but just looking at the car, it just, it didn't disappoint. Didn't disappoint. Speaking of not disappointing, we still have a few more cars to come through, but they're not. They will be dropping uh later in the week. I believe we have Ferrari tomorrow. No, we've sorry. got two on oh, yeah it's, i think it's ferrari on the 13th and then you've got mclaren and mercedes both on on the 14th right and then we've got i think red bull not until like the 16th or something and i think that's all the team's done by then i think yeah 
That's a missing one. Yeah. Um, I saw online on Twitter that Ferrari are, you know, teasing everybody a bit of what their car's going to look like. And I can guarantee it's going to be red. I know <laughs> I know of a colour. Ferrari, it's going to be red. That That's a given. And it, it, it would be shocking if the Ferrari was anything other than red, wouldn't it? <laughs> It's like when, when was it a few years back where they added like a bit of green onto the onto the top of the engine cover because of the mission winner was that. that. It it just looked awful. I, <laughs> it just looked like someone sneezed on the was, car. Was it? I I think it was the season of Vettel's last Vettel's last season in F one, was it? Or maybe this? Was, um, possibly this with was with it. Ferrari, yeah. Yeah, with Ferrari. Yeah, I think so. That wasn't that wasn't good. Didn't really stand out. Anyway, that's 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 the car launches for now. So um, a few more. Right then, away from car launches and into preparing for the F1 season. And uh, well, what's F1 without silly season? The term silly season is defined as where drivers and teams, if you like, move around. So one one driver moves to another team and another driver moves to another team and it almost becomes a domino effect, if you like. So one move is going to affect everybody's move. So if you've played dominoes, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, let's just say this kind of series season was just one move. But it wasn't just any move. Whereas, do you want to Take this away because I think I think you might better you you might you know do you want to drop the mic bomb a bit you know <laughs> I feel like the the mic's already been dropped <laughs> given obviously the news came out um, a little while ago that yes um, Sir Lewis Hamilton leaving the Silver Arrows the team with which he has won six world titles um, that alone would put him second place in the all-time World Drivers' Championships. He, of course, got that one with McLaren in 2008 as well. But, yeah, he's... What was it Vettel said? Everyone is a Ferrari fan. Even even though you don't admit you're a Ferrari fan, everyone's a Ferrari fan. And, yeah, Hamilton in the Ferrari red from 2025. I think when I first heard the sort of... I feel like these... these it's been rumoured for, like, ages that, oh, Hamilton's going to go to Ferrari at some point. And... And when I first heard yeah, them a few weeks ago, I was just like, like, sorry, go on. Yeah, it, when you said it's um, it's been a long, you know, like it's happening. It's not as if like it's just randomly came up. It's not like, you know, in football when players are suddenly unhappy, they're like, oh, I want to move, you know, and then they can get a move later. I think in F1, I think we heard Hamilton speak about it, you know, briefly sometime last year, you know. And it was, it almost went like under the carpet for a few months, but, you know, behind the scenes, you know, drivers and, well, team principals, especially Ferrari, they were talking. But, but yeah. So when you heard this news break, what were your first thoughts? I can't even speak. (laughs) I'll be honest, I thought it was just a load of rubbish. I think think it was just, I think it was Sky Sports at the first sort of, it came out that oh it might be happening or they were like he is set to set to move to Ferrari but it was just like mm, is that true I'll sort of I'll I'll, well, I'll I'll believe it when I see it sort of thing I, yeah. I didn't believe it at all um, and then lo and behold two three hours later oh it's it's actually yeah. confirmed he's actually, he's actually moving to Ferrari for next it's year it's actually happening um, oh, it's no. happening <laughs> it's like that that scene in um actually... in the in it's that scene in the American office where you go, everybody stay calm. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your heart? All over the place. Um, yeah. Um, it's, yeah, the biggest driver transfer in history, isn't it? <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think this is like, it's, this is it's like earthquake level news <laughs> of driver transfers, of team transfers in, in any sport, I suppose, ever. Because the way I see it is that, you know, in F1, other than Mercedes, who is the biggest motorsport team 
that everyone wants to drive for. That's Ferrari. Who's driven for Ferrari in the past? Uh, Schumacher. Notably, notably Schumacher, Alonso. Raikkonen, uh, Vettel. Ascari, I believe. Possibly, I think. Or Fangio. One of, they might have been Maserati. I can't remember. That's going way back to the beginning. I'm struggling to think of struggling to think of Ferrari drivers now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, anyway, Barrichello everybody, is wants another one. Drive, everybody wants to drive for Ferrari. And um, when I heard this news, I was like, wow. It, I don't think it could have happened to any other person but, but Lewis Hamilton. I mean, to be in the tour for so long, you know, and to get a move like that, I think the question on everybody's mind would have been, you know, when was he... Was he going to stay with Mercedes or was he really intent on going? Because it looked to me that Hamilton didn't really talk about it a lot. You know, he talked about it here and there, but, you know, he kind of like, because he's been with Mercedes for such a long time, you know, he tried tried to, you know, just keep it respectful, you know? Yeah, I mean, he's only been with, what, two teams his whole career. Obviously started off with McLaren in... 2007, moved to Mercedes in 2013, I think, for that season. And yeah, has won seven world titles, the joint most ever. And he's, what, 38, 39 now? He's, I think, the oldest driver on the group. Actually, no, second oldest. I forgot about Alonso for a second. Yeah, so yeah, by the time he finishes his, or like finishes his contract with Ferrari, he'll be, what, 41, 42? In, I, I assume, like, wow. 2026, if he's on a two-year contract. And yeah, you, you always got, got the sense that Hamilton would retire with Mercedes, a team he's had so much success with over the past well, 11 years now. You just got the sense that uh, he's, he's not going to drive for Ferrari, even though he, like everyone wants to drive for Ferrari. I mean, come on, it's the most historic team in motorsport ever. Let's be honest. It's the most prestigious badge in all of motorsport. But yeah, you always you never got the feeling that oh he's actually going to move to Ferrari. It's sort of, it sort of became like when is he if he's going to do it? When is he going to do it? Because like Mercedes were so successful for so many years, they've not been that as successful these last two years. Um, Toby Hamilton thought right these new regulations aren't quite cutting it with with this car. I'm coming to the end of the career. Let's do something that I've always wanted to do. Let's go and drive for Ferrari. Um, obviously with Science's contracts up. At the end of this season, that opportunity became available to him. And yeah, he just took it as as any driver on that grid would, I think, unless you're Max Verstappen. <laughs> you're not going to leave Red Bull at the moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, any driver wants to drive for Ferrari at some point in their career and him to do in what I assume will be his last few years in, in F1 mm. sort of seems fitting in, in a way that, yeah, he's been so successful with these other teams, Mercedes in particular, and Finally, at the end of career or the back end of his career, he fulfills his his childhood childhood dream to to drive for the prancing horse. I think it's it's a fantastic story. I I'm very very happy for him. One of two of the biggest questions I think that are on every that are on everybody's lips are number one, what will his relationship be like with Charles Leclerc? as a teammate and the second question the most burning question will be can he win races with the Scuderia Ferrari I think that's the question on everybody's lips because you know Hamilton hasn't won a race in what two years the last race he won was uh when was that (laughs) Must have been in tw- in twenty twenty one at some point. Yeah. I can't remember. I think Verstappen won like the last three or four. I think that season. Um, it might have, was probably Brazil. Let's be honest. Hamilton loves a win yeah, in Brazil. Yeah, he loves. Um, loves obviously, obviously, Russell got the win in Brazil in twenty two. But yeah, Hamilton himself. Yeah, two years without a race win for someone with whatever one hundred like one hundred and twenty race wins is it at least? Yeah. yeah, is is something something that's unheard of. I think yeah, these last couple of seasons it has been his first winless seasons in Formula One and that's a career that's almost going on 20 years it's quite extraordinary but yeah and it just this this move this transfer move it just leads to so many questions because not only is Hamilton gonna go to Ferrari in 20 
25, but you got a question of Mercedes. Who's going to partner with George Russell? And there are one or two names that have been popping up. I've been seeing, I've been seeing uh, Fernando Alonso. I've been seeing Carlos Sainz. I mean, no disrespect, but Carlos Sainz going to Mercedes, I don't know. Um, one name that really, that I really liked, that I saw was Alex Albon. Um, I think he had a very impressive season last year. Um, he was, I think he was in the top, his qualifying last year was pretty impressive. A few, a few top ten finishes. I was very impressed by that. What yeah, Williams think? obviously being a, a Mercedes, not necessarily partner team, but obviously engine provider of of Williams. I've also seen Esteban Ocon. Uh, his name has been thrown around, being a, a former Mercedes junior driver, former Mercedes test driver. Um, he could be in with a shout. Um, I don't know if he's up your. I don't know if he's quite good enough for that Mercedes seat, but we'll have to wait and see how he gets on this year. Yeah, Carlos Sainz, that would be a, an interesting move for sure. I don't think he's quite the right fit for him. But yeah, do you promote, as you say, do you promote Alex Albon, Esteban Ocon, or dare I say, it, uh, bring back Mick Schumacher? He's best driver for Mercedes at the moment, is he? Oh yeah, do you go a, a bit left field and yeah, bring in uh, a Carlos Sainz or someone completely different, someone who's perhaps not even on the grid <laughs> this year? Who knows? But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what pans out for 2025, who gets that Mercedes seat. Um, I'll be hugely disappointed if science doesn't have a seat in 2025. I think he's more than deserving of, a, of an F1 seat. Um, so he's been a fantastic driver since he came into F1 with Toro Rosso and then Renault and McLaren and now Ferrari, where he's got a bit more free for all race wins under his belt. Yeah. So yeah, it, it would be a huge shame to see him out of Formula One for any period of time. Yeah, it, it certainly is going to be interesting to see who Mercedes decides to. To put in that uh, that second seat. Let's be honest; it will be a number two role, I think, um, with Russell at the helm uh, once Hamilton goes. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if Mercedes can be competitive uh, without Hamilton. Um, and again, if they can get back on to that top step of the podium more regularly um, once Hamilton has gone as well. So, I've got a question for you. A bit of a crystal ball question. Where do you see Hamilton winning his first race in Ferrari colours? So twenty twenty five season is here. Where do you see him getting that top step? It's an interesting one because yeah, Ferrari won the only race that Red Bull didn't win <laughs> in twenty twenty three. Um, can't remember which race that was actually. Um, Singapore. Singapore, yes, well remembered. Um, yeah, I don't think it will be one of the sort of main power tracks, if you like, like a Bahrain or a Saudi. Uh, I think we're gonna have to wait a little while. Um, I'm. I think it could be Monaco. It's a track really? that Hamilton really likes. Yeah, I, I think Monaco. A track that Hamilton really likes. Won there several times. Uh, I think he's the record race winner at Monaco. Um, so I might correct me on that. Yeah, it's a track that obviously favors more sort of handling and aerodynamics as opposed to to power. Um, yes, yeah. Red Bull will be will be strong there um, as they'll be strong at pretty much every track I, I, I can imagine but I feel like those sort of those street tracks those slower tracks sort of even the field out a little bit and we saw Charles Leclerc do um, almost an insane quality lap a, a few years ago for Ferrari and I think had that crash in like the, the last sector or something so yeah Ferrari can be competitive there and I think it wasn't too long ago again science was on the podium uh, yeah, I think Ferrari. Uh, it might have been McLaren. I've, I've, did Leclerc win it that year? I, I, I can't remember. <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like it's a track that Ferrari will be more competitive at compared to other tracks on the calendar. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a Hamilton first race win for Ferrari at Monaco is that would just be a dream come true for him, I think, wouldn't it? Besides Silverson, maybe. But Silverson's later on in the, in the year. <laughs> I want to win a race with Ferrari before Silverson. That's mm-hmm. for sure. No. Hamilton has to win Silverstone by de- default. Like he's a British driver, he's he's British. He has to, he has to. I think, I mean, I don't like street tracks. Are not really my thing. I don't like street tracks. But I was thinking maybe Canada, Montreal. Um, I'm go- 
purely because I'm going back to, you know, that race win in 2008, you know, or was it, no, 2007? No, 2008 Canadian Grand Prix, yeah. And maybe, maybe he could do it again, you know? And he's no stranger to Canada, so like, he could really, he could really, you know, get that win. But wherever, wherever it's going to be, whether it's Monaco, uh, Monza, Canada, Silverstone, everybody's going to be excited. So we just have to wait and see. Um, just lastly, before we round off, end of the month, the 2024 season kicks off in Bahrain. What are you excited for? I'm just excited to see the cars back on track again, battling it out. Hopefully we're at a closer season than last year. Hopefully it's not Red Bull walking away with it pretty much every race again, like we saw mm-hmm. in 23. Yeah, just more midfield battle. I'd like to see McLaren push on even further than they than they did last year. I think they had a pretty good season in 2023. But yeah, to see McLaren sort of battling it out for that best of the rest, almost challenging the third best, if you like, challenging Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull, maybe. Those podiums and a race win, who knows? Uh, would love to see that. Yeah, I suppose just more competitiveness, if you like. It was a bit too easy for Verstappen last year. So yeah, yeah just... If the field can close up a bit, if more teams can challenge Rebel, then that that'll be all the better, I think. What are you looking forward to? I think I'm looking forward to basically all that you said, you know, because that's what we want. We want more, you know, more competitive racing. We don't want to see 20 races, which is going to be the longest race. It's going to be the long. It's going to be a long season. We don't want to have 24 races and then we see. Red Bull winning, you know, 23 of them. And, I don't know, Charlotte Leclerc wins somewhere. That one lone race. We want to we wanna see, you know, Alpine. Sorry, Alpine. We want to see Red Bull, Ferrari and McLaren, you know, tussling it for a podium, you know. Who goes who goes into that turn one first? Uh, so, it's going to be exciting. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. Well... We we've had this we've had that that's been the episode for car launches, you know we've had like what six five six cars being launched now we've got a few more to go, so yeah we hope you've enjoyed this episode. I've been your host Sam Oni. Uh, it's a goodbye from me. Bye bye. It's a goodbye from Wes. Bye bye. And we'll see you again next time. <laughs>